Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode on the Front Row Podcast. I am your host, Joe, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 3. Before I introduce today's episode, I want to quickly remind everyone, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to us across all of your major streaming platforms at the Front Row Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram and on Twitter at the Front Row Pod, where you'll see tons of behind the scenes content. You'll get to know a little bit more about our guests and a little bit more about me, your host. Now, with that being said, I also want to give a big shout out to everyone that sent us DMs and sent me personally messages just about our last episode, which was our Mother's Day drop. If you're listening to this and haven't listened to that episode, go back in time and listen listen to that one. It was a, it was a cool moment. Honestly, it was a really good experience for me to have my mom in front of the camera, in front of a microphone to talk about you know her experiences. And I think just our relationship and being able to, to document that was definitely something I never imagined that I would be doing but to everyone that reached out and that had so many kind things to say whether it was you know that this episode just made them laugh or that they really got to know my mom a little bit better or that they were just simply proud of my mom and of me big big shout outs to everyone that that reached out so again our last episode was with my mom it was episode two from our second season if you haven't listened to it I highly encourage that you do you'll get a a good kick out of it my mom throws a couple of subtle jabs at me to you know get hitched and we we also just get to hear a lot more honestly about my mom's upbringing as a kid and even for me when I when I listened back to it and even as we were recording I was pleasantly surprised about some of the gems that my mom had to drop so today's episode we sit down with my realtor his name is Sabir he's been in the game for many many years as a real estate agent throughout the greater Toronto area and we sit down to really discuss the mindset and the mentality that's required really when you're trying to make such a big financial transaction. Throughout this episode, you'll also hear a little bit about my process, about what I did with Sabir and also what I financially did to kind of prepare myself there. So if you're on the market, if you're looking for a home or if you're just really trying to look for some inspiration and some education on like what you can do, steps you can take, this episode is absolutely for you. I should also point out that my realtor, Sabir, he happened to work for me and I loved it. I think the the type of personality that he had, his approach, his style, the knowledge that he was willing to share with me and the questions that I had to ask him worked so well for me that it was a no brainer. And I will say that there's a realtor out there for everyone. So to anyone that's listening to this episode as well, make sure that you find a team, you know, a realtor, a broker, that you have the right real estate agent team, if you will. I'm, po- I'm poorly phrasing this right now, but just make sure that you have a a really good team behind you that works for you. You know, I can't say that every realtor or everyone that I'm recommending uh, throughout this episode is going to work for you. But what I am saying is there's a realtor out there for you and make sure that, you know, you get along with their personality, you understand what they bring to the table. And at the end of the day that you're comfortable. And I can say that Sabir uh, made me feel so comfortable to the point where we ended up getting my place in like less, less than a couple of weeks. It was a really quick transaction, but he was patient. He was super understanding. And I to this in the episode as well he was really empathetic which to me was a plus point so needless to say if you're looking for um, inspiration if you're looking to be educated if you're looking for a lot of what i like to call dj khaled talk sabir is like he's full of gems he has incredible he drops like i think like three quotes during this episode um, that inspired me and i'm hoping that they inspire you as well so needless to say do yourself a favor if you're driving if you're taking a run or if you're just listening to 
this throughout your day. This is a really great episode to get inspired by. I know for me, after recording it, after playing it back, it gave me hope that I could, you know, do this again and that I could buy another property and another property. So without further ado, this is episode three from season two of the podcast. I am your host, Joe, and let's go. So before I introduce today's guest, I actually want to go down memory lane just a little bit because in our first and second episode for this season, I had briefly mentioned that I had taken the plunge to move out and to you know find my find my own space. And a huge part of doing that was having uh, this realization that I needed a team. I needed some people to help me along the way. And, and a part of having a, a good team, I found, was having a really good realtor and a really good broker. So I'm gonna try my best to introduce today's guest. Uh, he is a new friend of mine. He was introduced to me actually uh, through my through my brother-in-law, shout out to James. Uh, his name is Sabir, he is a realtor full of lots of experience and one of the key reasons actually why I took the leap of faith to actually give him a call and to go with him as my realtor is because he had three amazing, incredible traits. He was humble, he was hardworking, and he was empathetic. So with that being said, Sabir, welcome to the show. Gee, thank you, thank you again, Joe. Well, it's uh, this is a pleasure. You know what? I've uh, haven't received this uh, this uh, introduction. Uh, I've been on many shows and everything. Yeah, haven't really received this introduction. But uh, I'm really thank you again, and and really thankful for having me. Actually, uh, on a beautiful day today, and uh, I really appreciate it. I, uh, whatever it takes. Go the extra mile, as they say, Joseph, on that, right? Oh, man, Absolutely. happy happy to have you here. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you out, so a, a huge, um, I'm going to say, theme of our podcast series is that everyone that we've had on the show has this, um, this thread about being interested in business and also having a huge interest in being like a hustler. And that comes in like different shapes and forms. And I know for real estate agents, and in particular for you, I've seen it, you know, in our small time of working with each other, I've just seen that, that mentality of working really, really hard, just go... A long, long way. So I'm actually going to start off with just asking you, how are you, man? How you doing? I am doing fantastic, man. You know what? This is a this is a great opportunity. I mean, we're living in a in unprecedented times right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. going through this pandemic. We're going through this third lockdown here in in Toronto, Ontario. Yeah. Uh, but I believe we're living in an unprecedented time where there there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, what what more can you have mm-hmm. after this lockdown? Is you know everything's going to open up. Yeah. And when things open up opportunity galore opportunity in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. opportunity lots of businesses are going to take off everything i mean personal life personal development we will be different people mm-hmm. different in in what way it is and and if you don't take those leap of faith right now mm-hmm. uh you'll be you won't have too many things you know there's two things that can happen to you um joe and that's basically you can be green and grow mm-hmm. or be brown and dead right so you make that choice. What right. do you want to make? Anybody listen today? Yeah. Be green and grow, or brown and dead. I, love that. I think. And 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 the and the thing is, you know, green and grow, that's a huge opportunity. So, but you need to take that opportunity right now. Right. So that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling fantastic, and I think it's um, just want to help as many people um, to go out there and take that leap on that, Joe. Absolutely. First of all, solid answer, by the way. Uh, <laughs> very very solid answer, and I think that actually that actually segues into that theme and that desire to to grow and to be green, if you will. Yes. For me, in terms of wanting to move out and buy my own place, I've been thinking about this for like years. And finally, when James reached out to me, he was like, "Just give Sabir a call. 
give him a call and just kind of see where it goes. There's like no, you know, you don't have to sign any agreements. Just see where the conversation goes. And when I was ready, you actually kind of convinced me. You were like, you know what, let's just go and see a couple of places. And you asked me some very important qualifying questions like, do you have down payment? Are you pre-qualified? Are you even mentally ready to even make that make that step so maybe a question that i have for you is what's the type of mindset that you advise to your buyers or your sellers when they're looking to buy or rent a place you know what type of mindset do you need to be in before even taking that that plunge to go and look at a property get your financing done like where do you even start uh you know what it's just that mindset to say that i wanna i wanna see myself grow financially Mm -hmm. I want to see myself go financially and that's the mindset you need to have so maybe you may not have uh, the down payment, but if you have that mindset okay. and say it in six months, I'm going to save up the down payment. Mm-hmm. So remember, it starts off with that mindset that I want to be financially free. Mm-hmm. I want to grow financially. So you could be renting and you may not have the money, but at least I put that seed of greed, uh, greenery into you mm-hmm. where you're going to say, I'm going to start saving up $100 a month, $200 mm-hmm. whatever it takes, maybe cut down on some of my expenses. That'll help me save up the money for my down payment okay so that that is one of the biggest things is 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 financial freedom financial freedom is so important you know when when somebody buys a property mm-hmm. 30 35 let's say they're in that age group mm-hmm. right now right i mean 25 years by the time 50 55 you could be you know your property's paid off right or grow to a different property yeah or, or buy some more other properties when the way and now you're like financial freedom. You don't have to depend on CPP. You've got all this financial freedom that you built over time. Mm-hmm. And when you're young, when you're young, mm-hmm. you could take those, uh, you know, risk. those the risks that's involved in a higher risk. Anything you want to take. I mean, you don't want to take that when you're 50s and 60s. You know For what sure. I'm saying? It's a different so type of risk then. It's a different type of risk factor. You're at a different age group and yeah. everything. So this is what I say. Get your mindset and say, hey. I'm ready to take that financial freedom. I okay. want to move forward onto that. Absolutely, uh, Joe, on that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's got to start with you. And I think, like I said, for me, I, I knew for a long time, I just wasn't fiscally ready. But when I was like very close enough, I was like, okay, let me let me start off with a good team. So I was fortunate again. James kind of laid a bit of the foundation and said, um, here's, here's how I can help. So f- finally, when I found you, I found a good broker. And I think you actually kind of like took it by the horns and said, Joe, let's just go see some places. <laughs> let's go see a couple of places. And the process for us was, I want to say, fairly quick. And I'm quite sure for you and your experience with working with many, many clients, it's not always that quick, but how long would you say is the typical buying process for somebody that's either interested in buying or renting a place? You know, it could take anywhere from two to three months, maybe four months sometimes. Uh, But that's what I've said. If you don't have your financially ready, Mm -hmm. it could take longer, but at least three to four months, um, get into it. And, you know, we, we all go on to the apps and see things, pictures, and everything of that nature. Remember what I told you, Joe, was I said, you know, do, do you see yourself living in, in a condo? Like You've got to visualize eight, yourself there. Yeah, I said, you know, let's go and see some places. So that way when you come in here mm-hmm. and when we saw a few other properties, yeah. that way you got to see it and say, okay, I can put my furniture over here, my bed over there, mm-hmm. this, that, this eight, 900 square feet, 1,000 square feet, do I see myself living in it? Uh, you know, and, and those are things, you can't see that just on pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, you see pictures basically on realtor.ca or any apps, you don't see that. You don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So until you don't physically go in, right? you're not gonna be able to really feed it. And I, I'm gonna take it to the next level, especially for my, maybe if you have a lot of female clientele, or yeah. probably female listeners, yeah. uh, 
they they love to see that right you know what i mean husband and wife the wives would really love to see and see hey do i see myself in the kitchen over here mm-hmm. the husband might say hey do i see myself in the basement you know right the man's cave or something yeah, of that yeah, nature. Yeah, that's a, that's a so point. that's a different thing so the wife would say hey my kitchen oh i got a lot of cabinets over here mm-hmm. i can see this myself i can see myself over here mm-hmm. whatever whatever so physically is so important i never push my clients and i said let's go see some properties mm-hmm. so do you see yourself in it when you see yourself in it now you've got yourself physically into it and mm-hmm. you're like okay yeah i think we can make this move then take it to the next level and say okay if it's this particular price can we afford it so let's work backwards and say hey, can i afford this much do i have down payment if mm-hmm. i put this much down this is my mortgage taxes whatever whatever can we afford it and live within that our still means and still live the lifestyle that we're living currently on that. Do clients come to you with just the sole purpose of saying, we just need a realtor to actually just find us a place? Or do you, is it in your best interest to actually walk them through, like you were saying, like, hey, this is, you might, you might want to look at this from A to Z and look at, again, the purchase price, look at your lifestyle, look at three months from now, can you afford mortgage payments? Like, what is your approach to actually being able to educate a, p- a potential client? I want a client which is a lifetime client mm-hmm. so i don't just say that okay let's just buy that and thank you very much sign here 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 and walk out the door and take right. my money on it no 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 that's not what i do i never push my client okay i make sure i educate them okay make sure they are financially approved for whatever the dollar amount is mm-hmm. and if they're approved to a certain seal i make sure i stay within the seal i don't want them to go even few thousand dollars more right so that's one thing second thing is i don't want them to change their lifestyle right this is the biggest investment in the history of canadian buying a home is one of the biggest investment next would be a car Mm -hmm. remember this is a big leap of faith and there's a lot of people it's a big moment it's a big moment it's a lot of people that just put you into it and say thank you very much you're gone I never do that with my clients. I get phone calls. I just got a phone call from a client who bought uh, three years ago uh, a condo, husband mm-hmm. and wife, and now they said we're ready to upsize to you know a townhouse or a semi. And you said three years they waited. Three, three, no, they bought a house. Th- they bought a condo three years ago. Okay. So they're already living in the condo three years now. Mm-hmm. Now they built up equity in that condo. Okay. At that time, they could not afford right. to get into townhome mm-hmm. or semis or whatever. So I said, you know, why don't you start off? Start off with baby steps. So they bought a condo Mm -hmm. at that time, and they thought that this maintenance fee is not going to help. It's not good. But I showed them the value. Now, had they they keep renting, Joe, for three years Mm -hmm. and not bought, Mm -hmm. they would not have built up the equity in that condo. Mm -hmm. Plus, in the last three years, they've paid towards their mortgage, opposed to paying towards a rent. Fair enough. So now they're coming back to me. So I made a transaction then. Mm Mm-hmm. They're calling me mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we're ready now to look at a, you know, a whatever, a freehold townhouse or a semi-detached, and let's look at that. And that's where I am, showing them this opportunity. But if I did not hold their hands and educated them at that time and right. said, just hold off, just hold off, yeah. I don't think they would be ready even today mm-hmm. if they were renting for the last three years. They would not be ready today to even buy a t- detached or, or, or any anything in general. And and. The condos have also gone up in pricing. Big time, big time. Big time. Yeah. Last three years from now. I'm so very probably, well aware now. <laughs> yeah, so they will probably wouldn't even be able to buy it 
uh, uh, today, even if they didn't do anything, if they continued renting. So I held their hands then. Mm -hmm. They came back to me again. Right. We've done everything and everything is ready. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We're out there shopping for them for a townhouse or a semi, whatever fits into their budget and everything. In business, you just want repeat clients. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can go above and beyond. So everybody out there to listen as an entrepreneur, you, you, you don't have to go out there and look for new clients. If you already have a database, mm -hmm. you can bring those clients back to you, man. You know, if you give that, um, as Napoleon Hill said, I, I'm, I'm a big believer of think and grow rich. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill said that, go above and beyond your call of duty, going the extra mile. That's dope, okay. When you go the extra mile for the service, mm -hmm. which you are getting paid for, you know, if you if, if the client gets that above and beyond that service, guess what he or she's going to do? She says, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to buy from this. They're going to return the favor. It's not even return a favor. They knew that this this is this service level was more than what I was expectation. Mm, OK, the service level was more than what I was expectation. And that service was more than the expectation. I will go back. Give you a perfect example. You know what I used to own? You know, I didn't own a luxury car, uh, Joseph. So I used to own, you know, the regular cars, basically. I'm not okay. going to get into name and everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, whenever I took my car in for service, yeah. they would ask me, do you want us to, uh, to wash your car for you today? And I'm like thinking, is there a cost to it? Like, no, no. Okay, so if there's no cost, just wash my car. Yeah. So I'm like thinking, okay, why do you even ask me? Just do it for me. Okay. So now, Joe, I got a luxury car. I got a luxury car. Yeah. Every time I take in for service. Nice car, by the way. <laughs> they they clean my car. Yeah. They don't ask me. They just do it. Mr. Chihuahua, do you want us to wash your car and everything? They just do it. They take out the mat. Mm -hmm. They take clean the dashboard. Yeah. And exterior. That is going above and beyond the call of duty. And if it starts raining five minutes afterward, hey, so be it. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. But I felt so good. Right. When I go into it after my service, mm -hmm. that that's what it is. That is call the call of duty. And that is going above and beyond so going the extra mile as napoleon hill said mm -hmm. and that's what every entrepreneur should think of doing going the above and beyond an extra mile for your call of duty joseph so I, I love that because you touched on actually like very three important things education renting versus buying and then networking in general so maybe i'm going to start with that with the education part so i've got a bunch of friends a <laughs> bunch of friends a bunch of people in my network friends of friends that are in this position they're in their either their 20s or their 30s or even in their 40s and are trying to figure out where they can learn about, you know, the the house buying process, whether it's an app, it's a it's a blog article or it's a seminar. What is the best way you would advise for somebody that's, you know, brand new, the first time home buyer? You know, they're trying to figure out how much down payment do I need? Like what what are the steps? Like what's the best way to get educated on this stuff before you take the plunge to get in touch with you? I'm still old school, so you just said a seminar. I do a lot of first time home buying seminar before okay. it used to be face to face, but yeah. now it's with these Zoom seminars. It's all virtual. We do. It's all virtual. So in there we teach you what a first time home buyer, some of the incentives that our Canadian government has. Okay. Uh, you know, tax savings that you can have, all mm -hmm. these things, first time home buyer incentive, what kind of a down payment you want. So all that we do basically and then i get them in touch with the mortgage broker so yeah. that's a mortgage broker once you have all the documents mm -hmm. you know your notice of assessment mm -hmm. um your pay stub mm -hmm. uh all these there then at least we know on how much down payment you're going to put and put that into it and our my mortgage broker can give you a number and say okay with everything that you have maybe the debts and everything that you have you're approved to buy up to whatever number it is yeah 
And then we say, okay, let's go with this number. Here it is, maybe a one-bedroom, um, you know, condo you can get right now in the, in the downtown core or, or Toronto GTA. Unless if you want to go outside the 905, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little different, you might get something else. So education, I do a lot of those seminars. Okay. And I like doing, uh, you can go online, but when you go online, you're not going to be understanding okay. what is a... Um, Land transfer tax. What right, is that? Right. But when it's I a lot of money. It, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. money, guys. But but what if I can show you and say if you're a first time home buyer, right. the incentive you can get right is great. It's great. Mm-hmm. But you probably won't understand how that incentive works. Fair you enough. know. So seminars and really hand holding people, and that's what I found that over my twelve years of career, mm-hmm. when I do a lot of hand holding. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking to them and giving them that, that advice. Mm-hmm. Remember, everything's available on the internet, mm-hmm. but I believe the way it is, this business is still the old-fashioned way. What do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. You still need to hold people's hand. In a good way, by the way. It's not a bad thing. It, it is, it yeah. is. And that way they can understand and really, really understand that what am I worth it? And that way you can see that, hey, what can I afford? It's not above my... Uh, my needs or anything mm-hmm. that nature, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go on to the second of the three points that you touched on, which is, you know, renting versus buying. So a very long time ago, I used to work out in London, Ontario. I used to live downtown Toronto and I was renting for a bit. And I mm-hmm. remember at that time, I was fortunate enough to still have like a piggy bank of savings, but I pushed myself to to rent because I a, just wanted to know, like you said, lifestyle. What is it like to live on your own, to you know pay the electricity bill, to do the dishes, to do my laundry, to actually have my, you know, for my own little routine? Cool. And can I do this with a mortgage? And eventually I realized I was like, I'm paying someone else's mortgage. So this isn't ideal for me, but I know that I'm capable of getting to that step where I can save some money for my down payment and eventually own a property or own multiple properties. But what, what's your perspective on renting versus buying? Or do you think it's a phased approach? Do you need to kind of start somewhere in order to end up being able to to buy at some point? Well, you have to start somewhere. So maybe, you know, if you're a new immigrant, maybe if you don't have the money mm-hmm. uh, or you're moving out from your parents, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe you need to start uh, with the rental. But you need to have that big goal. Remember mm-hmm. what I said over here? Uh, financial freedom. So you're going to have that goal and say, in three years, I'm going to get into ownership. Uh, and the sooner you can do it, maybe in three years, less than three years, if you can do it, the sooner you do it, the better it is because you've just touched on it. When you are renting, you are helping somebody else pay off their mortgage. Right. Which is not a good thing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, life is short. I mean, it's great for the landlord, by the way. It's fantastic for the landlord. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you get onto the other side of the right, fence right. and you become that landlord, right. this is great. It's, fan- thing. it's a fantastic opportunity. It's a fantastic um, for becoming the next millionaire. You know what they say, uh, you know, you want to be that millionaire and the fastest way to become a millionaire is when you own real estate. Right. But right now, when you don't have that capability, well, first buy your own. Mm -hmm. Save up and the sooner you can get out of that rent, you want to get into this ownership. Mm -hmm. And by saving, the sooner you can get in. And and you know what? A lot of people... um, I think you were apprehensive at first. You said, I was. Uh, should I get into condo? The, the the maintenance fee, this and that. Well, guess what? You just got into it and you've seen a huge oh my gosh. appreciation. Big time. Big time appreciation yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I understand there's a maintenance fee. Yeah. Lifestyle is different. So, if you want to continue paying somebody else with mm-hmm. the rent, good for you. You're not going to be able to have the financial freedom sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So this will help you get into So even if you have to start off on a um, on a beautiful condo, mm-hmm. the lifestyle is different. Whatever it is, 
go for it and take it from there. It's, it's a good thing you brought that up because now that I'm here, it's a couple of months into me, you know, owning this property. I, I hate the maintenance fee that I pay. However, to your point though, I know I'm building equity. I'm building equity and in, in the next couple of years, if I'm fortunate enough, I can pull equity from this place, put it into, you know, a home and still find a way to rent this place out. I think the, the beautiful part about owning to your point is there's opportunity that comes from it, right? Like people can buy, even if it's a home, you can buy it and at some point you could still rent it out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that a common uh, a common theme that happens for people that buy uh, buy condos from you? Absolutely, that's what they do. Let's take two scenarios over here. I'm mm-hmm. gonna if people um, haven't read this book, but uh, I encourage you to read this book. It's called Rich Dad Poor Dad, and yep. it talks about two things in here. So you could have equity built in this real estate, so mm-hmm. whatever real estate. So let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars of equity built in it, mm-hmm. or you could have a hundred thousand dollars of Apple shares, let's say. Okay. Right? So you can go to the bank and say, hey, here's my share certificate, and as of today's price, it's worth $101,000 or $100,000. Guess what? The bank manager is not going to give you anything based on that. Mm -hmm. You have to sell that to get that $100,000. 100%. Now you go to the same bank manager and say, here's my condo address, 123 Bloor Street, and you can see that I've, you know, it was bought for X amount, it's now worth $100,000. He will look and say, Great, I will give you 80% of the equity. So if you had 100,000, mm-hmm. he'll say, I'll give you 80%, which is 80,000. Sign here, 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 takes a document, and now you've got $80,000 that you can leverage to buy the second property. Right. See what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, yes, 100,000 here in real estate, 100,000 in Apple stock. I'm not against buying stocks, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen over here, but you have to dispose of those stocks right 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 in order to to buy something else mm-hmm. now in here you can still keep your one two three Bloor Street address mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and get another 80% out of it 80,000 and go out there and invest now you just got a second property right you're still living with the first one the second one what you're gonna do is ultimately you're gonna rent it out now yeah yeah so once you rent it out and hopefully that should be able to pay for all your expenses and even if it's a little small amount you're building equity, somebody else is paying off your debt for you, which is your mortgage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I hope everyone understands that. I am a firm believer in buying real estate. Mm -hmm. I believe in investing also. Great stocks out there. I love Tesla, I love Apple, mm-hmm. I love a lot of other companies basically out there, especially the ladies out there, uh, Estee Lauder. You yeah. know? Growth in it. But the only thing is you can't, you'd have to dispose it at some point. One time to get that money out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned of investing in real estate. It gives you that opportunity in that and everything. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay. I love that, by the way. So uh, one of the, the third, one of the three things that you also mentioned was networking briefly. You kind of mentioned how you, that, that thought around having a lifetime client. So now when you have lifetime clients, how do you network with your clients? And then how do you also network with you know, other realtors at your brokerage and then other realtors from other brokerages. Like how does networking fuel your fire and allow you to really expand, you know, your, your business? When you love what you're doing, man, everything comes so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, uh, I love helping my clients. I send out newsletters, new project information. I, um, I know I still get those emails by the way. (laughs) I get that. And then I send things, um, and, and being, a, being an entrepreneur, uh, I try to call my clients to see how they're doing yeah. on and off. And, you know, so it's, it's, part of, it's part of sales. It's part of um, 
the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and that's one way of doing so uh when you love what you're doing when you uh it goes back to probably a schedule scheduling your stuff okay so if you're an entrepreneur you just need to schedule your stuff and say hey uh every day i'm going to talk to x amount of people right. let's say 20 people a day mm-hmm. that's 100 people a week you're going to talk to mm-hmm. how many you might have in your database i don't know 200 250 300 yeah. i don't know okay let's say you do well every quarter you should be able to talk to them and maybe they get an email from you also. Mm-hmm. So just talking to them means you're touching them in one way. So all my entrepreneurs that are listening to this, call your past clients. Your center of influence means people that you know. You know, when I look, when I say Joe, I can see him, man. I can visualize him. Yeah. With the, he's got more hair in his head than I have on my head. You know, and I <laughs> I'm can losing visualize. a bit of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I love to see his condo. I can visualize it. Right. So that's the way your center of influence is. Well, you call them by their first name. So that's what it is. So folks, call your past client, call your center of influence. They're like your, um, they're uh, they're like your gold mine. You know, I I was listening to the story. Um, oh, I lost my thought of trend on that. Uh, uh, acres of diamond. Okay. There you go. Okay. Got it. Um, listen to that, folks. Listen to this. Acres of diamond. Every business is, has acres of diamond. Whatever business you are in, mm-hmm. and your past clients. That's right there. There's acres of diamonds. There's so much opportunity with them. Your center of influence, people that you know by first name, there's opportunities with them. You, you, you may want to go out and find new clients. Absolutely. But just with your own clientele, mm-hmm. there's acres and acres of diamonds that you haven't even mined that you can go out there and do it. So acres of diamond is what it is. It's called, and that's what you need to do. And, and really open up your uh, uh, your mindset to that for acres of diamonds on that. Absolutely. That's a very, that's a, I'm stealing that quote right there, by the way. That's, that's incredible. And you know what? You make a good point though, because your, your most inner circle, they're going to be your, your champions, if you will. Right. And like you said, I, I actually enjoy the idea of being able to acquire a new client, but there's nothing like a, re- a good referral. You know, I've, I've tried to refer many of my friends to you or many of my friends to like my broker because it just, for me, I'm like, I know it's going to come back, but also I just want them to, to find something great. And it's it's happened to me time and time again where people that come from an internal referral um, end up being the best type of client. Especially if you're an entrepreneurial viewer, everyone wants to understand that um, Zig Ziglar, one of the greatest motivational speakers out there, God bless his soul, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, he said it really well. He said, if you can help other people achieve their goals, right you will achieve your goal. So think about this, folks. Whatever business you are in, mm-hmm. and if you can take your client and help them achieve their goal, mm-hmm. you will ultimately achieve your goal because you're just helping another client, whether it's you know referral, commission check, or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. You'll reap the reward. You'll reap the rewards. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, help as many people achieve their goals, mm-hmm. you will achieve your goals at the end of the day also. many, many entrepreneurs or people that are in, interested in businesses that outside of work, they are totally different people. So I have to ask you, man, like what, what do you do to relax? Like I would imagine that real estate is a tough business. It's not for the faint of heart. You've got to have thick skin in it. There's going to be long days. There's going to be hard days. There are going to be days where you have easy clients like myself uh, to, to deal with. But what do you do when, you know, you have a closing that almost didn't go through or what do you do to relax yourself and to send yourself to then regroup and reset? Uh, you know, I um, 
I've had some lot of challenges in my fa- my life. Also, yeah. I've gone through some uh, ups and downs. Yeah. Basically, a lot of downs right now in the yeah. last year or so. Uh, but I found spirituality and meditation. Um, I started reading the Robin Sharma book called uh, "The Five I didn't know you were Club. such a bookworm, by the way. <laughs> I don't look it. Uh, you know, funny thing is. From high school to probably college or university, I never yeah. read anything. Okay. In high school, I never read anything either. Those novels and everything, oh, I just hated it. I just got into it basically now, right, that I've started reading it and everything of that nature, right? But um, so I started reading this 5 a.m. club, and it's really about waking up at 5 a.m., really, uh, you know, warming up you know like exercising and everything get your body going the adrenaline going yeah and then at that time doing a little bit of 20 15 to 20 minute of meditation and you know 5 a.m in toronto it's dark out there it is it's dark it is and that's where you want to be in solitude you need to talk to yourself you need to be at peace when you're at peace you can you know you can connect with the higher power whatever you believe in mm-hmm. i'm not here to preach a religion or anything yeah whatever it is and that's when you get to relax and that's when you got to think and see how you can get answers to some of the problems you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you, we don't have answers to everything, but that way you can do things to set yourself up on that and and meditate. And I'm very spiritual. I, um, as you know, I'm, I'm, I, right now is Ramadan going on. Yeah. I'm fasting. Yeah. You know, I believe in spirituality is a really big thing. So realistically, you need to have the right attitude and mindset, mm-hmm. but at the same time, your, your health, so I do a lot of workout, just yep. like you said. Yep. So I take care of my physical health also. Mm-hmm. So physical health is very important because that'll get you pumped up the adrenaline to go out there and take on the day. Yes, we don't have the best of days. There's mm-hmm. going to be challenges. But when you work out, and when I say work out, sweat it out, man. Mm-hmm. Self-care is, is very important. Sweat it out. Yeah. Go out there and do that, and, and then you'll be on a, uh, the challenge, like the warrior will be out there. Sweat more mm-hmm. in basically in the gym, and, and you won't have to fight it out hard in the real world out there. So go out there and sweat it out. Work it out, take care of your physical body. So there's a spirituality, physical body, mm-hmm. and then the mindset. Mm-hmm. Garbage in, garbage out. Thousand percent. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I don't listen to the radio in my car. Mm-hmm. I don't watch uh, the news anymore. I don't know what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. In a, not a wrong way, yeah. but I try to avoid as much as I can and I try to listen to positive, inspiring things that are out there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of reading. Yeah. I do a lot of journaling. Nice. Do okay, I do this too, by the way. Yeah, this is dope. Okay. Journaling. Yeah. Highly encourage people at the end of the day. Yeah. Write down what went right. That's amazing. Okay. And maybe something went wrong. Yeah. It's okay. But you know, what could I do to avoid that? You can learn from it. That's one of the things. And one of the greatest things that I found mm-hmm. is um, gratitude is the best attitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is the best attitude. You know, it, just be grateful for everything we have in this country, you know, healthcare system we have. We have, you know, I'm sure everybody listening to this right now may mm-hmm. just open up the fridge. There's probably food in the fridge. Mm-hmm. You probably have clothes. You're fortunate. You, you got clothes in your closet. Uh, you got a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. You know, they say 75%, we're better than 75% of the world, hmm. of the population, when you have food in the fridge, clothes in your closet, and, and you got a roof over your head. Yeah. So just be grateful. So when you're grateful for things of that nature, man, life just changes. Yeah. 
So that's what I've been doing um, when you're having those tough days, yeah. tough moments. Yeah. Hey, listen, when that client's deal doesn't go through yeah. or, or, or it gets delayed, yeah. I'm just grateful that even if it's delayed, I have a client. Right, right. Many many other realtors don't even have that opportunity. You got it right there, my friend. Yeah. So that's how I see it. And also I look at it in a way and say, hey, what went wrong in this particular transaction? And mind you, um, Joe, 12 years now, I haven't had one transaction that has failed. Wow. 12 years. That's a track record. That's a track record. I haven't had a transaction that's failed okay. or delayed. You know, for whatever reason, the mortgage didn't go through. I haven't had anything. Okay. You can check me out on my my Rico, my Treb and everything. I haven't had any complaints. You know, people go through, they say, hey, my transaction got delayed because the mortgage didn't go through, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. 12 years. And and I say this in a humble way, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say this in a humble way. Celebrate it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just grateful because I take care of my clients in the right way mm-hmm. for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been doing is making sure that clients' needs come first before anything else, before my personal needs comes in also. Mm-hmm. So so in a nutshell, yeah, you know, spirituality, physical, you know, taking care of your body mm-hmm. and mindset. And the last is is just be grateful for everything, man. You know, yeah. um, if you're eight feet above ground, man, you, you, you've, you, you, it's really great. You've made it. You've made it, man. You've got another great day. Yeah. Make it another great day uh, and and make a change in the world. Yeah. You know, whatever you can do, uh, then you found this world uh, and make it a better world, basically. So that's what I would do, basically, um, to keep myself uh, going. And that excites me every single day mm-hmm. um, uh, going. It's, you need to have that excitement to get out of bed on that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You can't do it. I, I, I will say, like, being an entrepreneur again isn't for everyone. But if it doesn't excite you, if it doesn't even like make you want to say, "Hey, I need to get up out of bed to figure out how I'm going to get it or how I'm going to make my next move," mm-hmm. it's not for you. And that's okay too, by the way. I think realizing that maybe this isn't for me is a huge part of, I think, that mindset. Like you said, to de- like to discover that stuff. Um, I do want to also add in. Um, I really love that you that you take care of yourself in all aspects. Like journaling for me has helped being able to just document like what went right, what went wrong, and then being able to like look at it at like a bird's eye view to be like, maybe I could have done X, Y, Z better. And I'm sure again, when you have millions of dollars on the line with like a client who's trying to put in their life savings into, like you said, this big moment, that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of pressure that you're that you're dealing with. Glad and, and really proud of you, man, to see that you're you're taking care of yourself because especially in this environment, that's tough to do. Yes, absolutely. Really, really tough to do. And I'm sure that your kids must be very, very proud of you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, uh, you know, you, you want them to look up to you. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, you want your kids to look up to you. Yeah. Um, I got a team of realtors also. Yeah. Uh, so when you're when you're a leader, yes, you want to do that. Um, you know, leader basically leads uh, with with action. Um, you do what you say, what you're gonna do, and mm-hmm. everything. So yeah, I mean, we we have this Monday motivational call, mm-hmm. and. People would say, yeah, I hate getting out of bed on Monday. Yeah. But no, I love getting out of bed. I'm yeah. just so excited every single day, even mm-hmm. on the weekend. Remember you and I were going out for oh showings? We w- I would be excited. So I'd call you and I'd call you by accident. And you'd be like, oh, I'm awake. Like It's 8.30 a.m. And you're like, I'm awake. I'm here. I'm hanging out. And and not to say that every every Monday, every Saturday, Sunday is going to be like that. Yes. But I think you, you train yourself. Like you said, it's a mindset, right? You, you really actively train yourself to get there and that takes with that the the first step really is just by starting and then once you start to do it 
you rinse, repeat becomes repetition. That routine all of a sudden doesn't feel like a routine. It actually feels like your regular, regular self. How long have you been in the real estate game for now? Uh, 12 years. So 12, 12 years and 12. counting. What is the most bizarre deal that you have seen happen? Probably still hasn't happened yet. Well, 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 wow. I don't think it has happened. Okay. Um, yeah, no, every every deal has been exciting. Um, I don't think it has been. I don't know. I, every transaction has been exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, bizarre. Don't think I can call None that. Well, that that is a, that's actually that's a sign of a great of a great realtor over here. Um, okay, so no no bizarre deals, but what's yeah. the what's the biggest deal? And I don't, you don't have to disclose numbers, but what's the uh, biggest deal that you've been you've been a part of? It you know, in the millions, basically. Crazy. Okay. Uh, it's in the millions. Well, I think I think the best thing or bizarre would be is, you know, we were doing a lot of um, we were doing a lot of um, pre construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and the bizarre was in one day I sold. I sold double-digit units. How's that? Holy sound? smokes! So that was probably the bazaar. So, so what we sold, I, I personally sold a lot of condominiums. Are you looking to adopt another child? I would, I would be um, happy to, to submit myself to you and <laughs> being my other dad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's incredible, though, man. Yeah. So I think That's that dope. was probably bizarre, or I don't know if I want to. Call it, but that was like a, a phenomenal day. Yeah. And and your spouse, your wife is yeah. calling you like, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Leave me alone. I'll buy dinner for you. Yeah, leave me yeah, alone. Yeah. I get this for you. Leave your, your birthday's coming up. Uh, I'll get something it's for cool. you. It's fine. I'll take care Family of you on vacation, I got yeah, it covered. I'll take it for you. So that was one of the, we I did so many transactions in one day, mm -hmm. uh, which is just down the street. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy Condos, basically. Okay. Kennedy, yep. 4 1 in Kennedy. Yeah. We did a number of transactions. And nice. that was, uh, yeah, it was a great Saturday. One of the best Saturday working in the summer, probably May, June, about, yeah. about four years ago. Okay. And we did a lot of transactions. It was one of the best Saturday. Uh, and then you go home and it's like, you never picked up my phone. Well, yeah, because there's a I reason. Just, there's a reason. Here's all the <laughs> transactions. There's a nice thing coming up over here. Commission Exactly, by the way. but uh, it was a great way to celebrate. And when you have the spouse that basically appreciates that, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like, whoa, you know what I mean? So that's probably, it wasn't a bizarre transaction, but we did a lots of transactions uh, on that one tra uh, Saturday afternoon, absolutely, as a group, basically. Yeah, that's what it would have been, yeah. I do want to ask you as a final mm -hmm. question, what is some advice that you would just give, again, to the first-time home buyer, to the renter, to the person that's really looking to make their step into, into real estate? What's something that you would you would give them as a bit of advice? Um, and then finally, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so first and foremost is right attitude, right mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you probably don't understand what I mean by that. But I think the best way is you need to get a hold of myself, mm -hmm. uh, my contact information, and I can help you and make you understand and 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 say, hey, what do you need to do? Mm -hmm. Get your finances in order, um, get your savings done. And maybe you might ha not have enough right now, three, four, five, six months down the line, you get that done. Mm -hmm. So having the right attitude and saying, I want to get out of renting mm -hmm. and I want to get into home ownership. Mm -hmm. And it could be any age. It doesn't mean anything, you know. Uh, you know, you can be in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you know. Uh, whatever it takes is that attitude and say, hey, I, I need to do that. And I will help you form the right attitude mindset and Love say, that. hey, what do you need to do in mm -hmm. the next three to six months uh, to help you get into that? So yeah. if I run your credit score and say, hey, maybe you need to pay off some of these bills over here mm -hmm. to up your credit uh, score and everything. Mm -hmm. So those are things that I can help you with. And that starts at the ground or the granular level. Mm -hmm. 
So if you want to get touch with me on that, we sit on we sit on down, you know, even if it's a Zoom call, mm-hmm. and and we go over all these little things, and that'll help you walk you through to understand where do I stand, and what is it going to take me for that path. You know, we all have goals in life and say, yeah. hey, uh, I want to be a millionaire in 10, 15 years, but if you don't take the steps today, 10, 15 years is going to go by, and then you're going to look back. I should have ta- started in 2021. Right. And then you're going to be in 2031 or 2035. Mm-hmm. It's too late now. You know what I'm saying? So everything starts off with an attitude. Everything starts off with a right mindset mm-hmm. and then taking the action. I can show you what actions you need to take. Right. And if you take the right actions, uh, good things could come out on that at the same time. Absolutely. Well, where can people reach you, man, if they want to get in touch? Uh, you know, my cell, I, uh, it's tied to my hip, maybe, if you want to call me. Uh, you can reach me at 416 878-1684 or follow on my social media. I mean, I've got a lot of information on my social media. Mm-hmm. Sabir Chawala, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel. I got a lot of um, uh, videos on first-time home buyers, mm-hmm. what you need to learn on that. So Sabir Chawala is uh, is just Google me and you'll find me. Famous guy, by the way. Um, you'll find me everywhere. <laughs> uh, but call me at 416 416- Eight seven eight one six eight four. Absolutely, whatever I can do to help you with your needs and requirements on that. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing, man, Sabir. Like I said, thank you so much for taking the time. This is an important conversation for me to have with you, but also to our listeners out there. I really, really do believe that you know financial freedom, and more importantly, I think just being able to take yourself seriously and starting off like with what Sabir said, with a goal and that mindset, is ultimately what what got me here into this position to have my own place. And I know in a few years it'll. The reward will will just be coming back to me tenfold. So I got to say thank you for being on that journey with me um, and to many more, man, to, to many more. Super. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me again and um, look forward to this long-term journey on that. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thanks thank again, Sabir. Thank you. So as I say in many of our other episodes, if you've made it this far, I really got to give you a big round of applause. This episode was important for me to, to put out in, in a discussion that was important for me to have with my realtor because many people in my friend circle, many people in my network are doing what I did, which is becoming a first-time home buyer, and they're unsure of what to do, how to do it. So I'm hoping that our listeners were able to gain some sort of inspiration, some knowledge, and just some tips and tricks on what you can do to set yourself up mentally, uh, what you can do to set yourself up from a financial perspective as well. I would also highly advocate for talk to your local bank, your local financial institution. Like this episode is not meant to be the absolute truth. There are so many different ways to finance your own first or second or third property. There are tens and thousands of ways to do it. This is just one of the many ways and one of the ways that I chose to do it and it worked for me. So what I can tell you is I'm excited. You know, it's been three months now of me living at my own spot and I absolutely love it. It's been a a bit of a learning adjustment, a bit of an adjustment to understand um, how to pay my mortgage on time, which I've been doing, but just how to how to live as a as an adult. It's been all brand new things, all brand new things, all brand new learnings for me, but all brand new successes. And I can really say that I can attribute that to my my broker, my realtor, but also my people, my family, my friends that were all around me. So like I said, if you've made it this far, a big shout out to you. And you might be wondering what's next, what's going on, what is upcoming for for the podcast in our next couple episodes we actually sit down with a bunch of 
uh, my near and dear good friends. And most recently, we also got to sit down with my good homegirl, Sindhu, who is in the FI sector, in the financial institution sector. She recently moved over to CIBC. And we sit down with her to talk about her look on being a woman of color in the corporate sector, her recent venture into starting a small business. And that's all that I can give away for now. But what I can say is if you know Sindhu, she's a good person. She's got a good heart. And if you don't know Sindhu, you'll actually get to know a lot more about some of the things that she's done, a lot more about her experience and a lot to just do with her amazing, incredible, you know, infectious, bubbly personality. So without further ado, I am going to sign off for this episode. But again, big thank you to everyone. Don't forget, like I said at the top of this episode, make sure to subscribe to us. And there goes my phone. <laughs> make sure to subscribe to us across all of your major streaming platforms and follow us across social media. My name is Joe and you're listening to The Front Row.